Rio Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's P-Quail Real Estate in Rio Rancho on Southern Boulevard. It is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek. Did you survive Snowmageddon 21? (laughs) Eh, It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, actually, uh, once again, just want to throw some kudos out to some of our uh, team that uh, were out there plowing and sanding. We appreciate them getting out there. Uh, trying to keep ahead of it, and uh, it was kind of weird the way this storm came on. It was more blowing snow. And- it was more blowing yeah. snow, and it came at late at night, so it was after chilling temperatures. And one of the things they do when they put that slurry sand and and ash, uh, ash yeah. down, they needed to be a little bit slushy and not already icy because there's a chemical reaction that happens there. So this one, this one kind of got in between the freeze and the actual laying of down of stuff. So it was very interesting, but. You know, this is the thing that I point out, Derek, is that there were two days that it snowed last week, and uh, both times, I think by 10 o'clock, I was out driving around, and the snow was gone. I mean, it was pretty well melted off the streets by 10. The hardest part for me was that day, was it maybe Tuesday, where it was only like 18 degrees or something outside? Mm. I think it got up to maybe 27, but it was like (laughs) 8 degrees at night, and so... With COVID, so many of us have gotten used to working from home. I have to come in here to the station to do my show, but the rest of the stuff now I've set up so I can do it from home. Yes. So, yeah, nothing really changed because everybody was pretty much telecommuting anyway. And with Zoom, you just throw in a couple more Zoom meetings. But uh, I did get out and drove drove around after each storm. And, you know, there was a lot of TV coverage on it. The snow plows were out moving around and the fact that we only have two or three snowstorms a year that where we have to pull the plows out we do have very limited equipment and so having that limited equipment is where we're at right now i know people say well we should buy more the problem is is when you buy one of those big plows you know that has the salting truck and all that stuff right. it's about a half a million dollar machine and in total we've used those machines over the past you know six seven years since i've been in office i think we've used them maybe 10 times so 10 days out of seven years, it, it, you just really don't want to put all your money into a piece of equipment that 362 days out of the year, it's going to sit and be unutilized. So we do need to prioritize our purchase and spending. And yeah, it's inconvenience one or two times a year. But I will tell you, I've been watching the media coverage out of Texas. And then I watched all the media coverage coming out of the East Coast where they have just been pounded and pounded and pounded. And then people that have gone without power for four days. So I look at stuff like that. And the fact that I got up every morning, turned on, turned on the hot water and it was there, turned on the lights, it was there. There's a lot of people that uh, lost their power. And as a matter of fact, my mother-in-law who lives in Lubbock, she was part of the, the rolling blackouts where they were turning off her power. And she's elderly and still takes care of my sister-in-law who has Down syndrome. And she's in her 50s. And so them not having power or water was... And it's cold. And it was very cold, was was extremely difficult. And you heard of about a lot of people trying to come up with creative ways to keep warm, like bringing in generators in the house. Some people died from carbon monoxide poisoning from doing that. And I want to remind people... Never bring one of those generators into the house. Put it outside, run a cord in. Yeah, yeah, keep it outside and run the cord inside. And yeah, be careful with kerosene heaters and, you know, all these other things that burn alternate fuel. You need to have them to where they're vented and you don't want them in the house. So they're a fire hazard and 
all kinds of things. So I know people are trying to stay warm, but be extremely careful with stuff like that. Yeah. Now my furnace runs on gas, but I need electricity to run the fan. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so there's a, yeah, yeah, it's two forms of energy there that to get that done. That's for and, sure. And and Mayor, my, my AMREP home, it, it doesn't have a fireplace. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and neither does mine. So yeah. uh, I have a fire pit out back, but it's just as cold out there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so I'm saying if it happened here in New Mexico, that would be tough on a lot of folks. Well, you know so. what? I don't know if you remember, but years ago it did happen when there was a gas shortage and northern New Mexico, That's right. a lot it of did. northern New Mexico. Natural gas, I do remember that. Yeah, we didn't get it in grants, but uh, yeah, northern New Mexico did. Yeah, it yeah. got hit. They got hit and, and they didn't have the heat and it was freezing and I remember yeah. that. It was a it was a big deal. So, look, keeping people warm, keeping their houses running, it's very important. But we also need to be real careful. So I'm just grateful. You know, that's what I like to say, Derek. I'm grateful Yeah. that, well, we're keeping all those people that did have to deal with much more difficult circumstances. I'm grateful that we didn't and got up, looked outside. There was barely any snow on the streets here in Rio Rancho. And, you know, our crews were out once again, working through the night to try to keep the city safe. And I'm just really appreciative. I know that, you know, I've read a few comments online that people are frustrated and I get it, but I'm just grateful that we only see one or two, maybe three snowstorms a year. And uh, by the next day, by noon, they're normally melted off and gone. So it's a, it's a really pretty minor inconvenience, but the city staff was out there trying to do the best they could to try to get it cleaned up and with extremely limited resources. So I always want to say thank you to our snowplow, snow removal crews that are out there. They get up early or they work through the night to try to keep the city safe. So I'm always grateful for that. It really wasn't so bad that now I have a Dodge Durango four-wheel drive. I was I didn't have any problem getting out of the neighborhood onto the main street. Now, maybe if you had a little little car or something without four-wheel drive, you might have been slip sliding around. But yeah. it, it, I've seen worse snow, and I've only been in Rio Rancho now for two years. So. Right. Well, my wife drives a Miata, so we did not take the Miata no. out. <laughs> you know, so yeah. we did not take the Miata out. So that's a good thing. But anyway, long and short of it is we got through it, and uh, now we're looking forward to spring and the bulbs before this, we, you know, there was, I think in New Mexico, we always get a teaser spring, as I call it. Mm-hmm. And once we have that teaser spring, then we get this snowstorm or this freeze or something always happens. And uh, I know there's a lot of bulbs in the garden that are already coming up. So so Carrie and I are looking forward to all of the spring flowers. She's got a, all kinds of tulips and, and uh, daffodils planted in there. So Well, I need the roads cleared so I can uh, go out and eat at all the restaurants in Rio Rancho. Now that they're true. open at 25%, we can play bingo again. That is so true. And you know what? Our numbers are looking really, really good. And just to talk to people about what's going on out there, first off, we want to support these businesses. They need our help. They need a lifeline, right? So that being said, I want to remind people that we're playing Rio Rancho Bingo right now, and it's restaurant bingo where you go out to the various different restaurants and you patronize those restaurants. You buy a cup of coffee. You buy some French fries. You buy a full sit-down meal at this point. There's a lot of different places that you can participate, but go out to RioRanchoBingo.com, and that web address again is RioRanchoBingo.com. You can find the four game cards there that you can download, and they have every restaurant on those game cards. And if we somehow missed a restaurant and there's a wild card, you can go to any restaurant that's in Rio Rancho and use it in that wild card slot. There are three or four wild card slots on each card, so you can do that. 
And uh, if for some reason there's a restaurant on there that's gone out of business, which I'm hoping is not the case, but I'm afraid there is. I think uh, there might be a couple of restaurants that have gone out of business, unfortunately. If their name's on there, we'll accept a wild card slot for those as well, too. So uh, we just want to get out, help these restaurants as much as we possibly can. And Rear Rancho Bingo is a great way to do it. I have been enjoying the restaurants being open 25% because my wife and I like to go out on the weekend and try a different restaurant each weekend and try yes. different places. And I have to say, sometimes we do go to the big city to do it, but you yeah. know, it's, it's fun to try different places. And there's a lot of very creative people here in New Mexico. There really are. There's an entrepreneurial spirit that just cannot be overcome. And when you're a small business person, you are going to fight tooth and nail to be successful and to survive. Competitive environment out there already is tough enough. I know. I've been a small business owner. I know what that's all about. I know what it's like to worry about if you have enough money to make payroll. Have you done enough business? And making sure that you're supporting the families that work for you. That's very important. And making sure that you can pay your rent, pay your bills, and make your insurance payments, all that stuff. And is there any left at the end of the month for you to live Exactly. On? <laughs> and at the end of the month, if there's a little bit of money left over, maybe, 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 then you get paid. Yeah. So <laughs> I was always the last one to get paid yep. uh, when I owned my company. And so this is lifeblood for each and every one of these small businesses. And they come up with creative ways to survive. They come up with, with creative ways to do what they need to do to continue to stay in business and serve the community. And, you know, I'm, I'm always proud of what a great job our small businesses do. And look, I'm friends with business owners in Albuquerque. I'm friends with business owners in Rio Rancho. I'm friends with business owners in the town of Bernalillo and Corrales. We've got great small businesses out there and they need our help right now. And so while yes, Rio Rancho bingo focuses on Rio Rancho, we want you to uh, go out and support your favorite small business and uh, help them survive no matter what. Cause I know, I know there are people that are listening to this show that aren't necessarily in Rio Rancho. So now we'd love for you to come up and support our businesses, but we understand that if you live in Corrales, you got to support local there. If you live in Bernalillo, you got to support local there. If you live in Albuquerque, support local there. And grants. And grants. Yeah. Absolutely. There are people uh, listening there. Support support local there. Help those small businesses out. And um, I remind you, these are the businesses that you see on the backs of Little League t-shirts that say, I supported Little League. These are the businesses that come out and sponsor things. I'll never forget last year when we did Field of Grads, when we had all the right. all the pictures printed. It was the businesses of Rio Rancho that stepped up and made the contributions necessary to make that happen. And even in COVID times, they were willing to step to the plate and throw money at something that they believed in. They're just, it's an undying spirit. And that entrepreneurial spirit cannot be squashed. Now, tell me about this uh, building in Rio Rancho that's coming down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so development is uh, and redevelopment is always part of uh, moving forward and creating progress. And this is no new news. Uh, I know it's going to be new news to a lot of people, but we've known about this for a long time, is the building where the Salmons is um, is going to be demolished because that particular developer is slowly removing those old buildings and putting in the new ones. And this is part of an entire redevelopment. If you think about that corner and so people know where I'm talking about, we're talking about the corner of 528 
and Southern. So that's right next to O'Hare's there. Yes, it's right next to O'Hare's, and it's the Salmon's building. And goodness knows, I brought a lot of swamp coolers from, yeah. from that location. Back before I was mayor, I was in the mobile home industry, and we always bought, if we needed a new swamp cooler for one of the mobile homes, we went and got it from Salmon's, and I got up there and installed it myself. So Salmon's has been a rearranged fixture for a long time. And now, unfortunately, because of the redevelopment, they're going to tear that building down. So that's going to be a part of that. And really, when you think about the redevelopment of that corner, and that's on the southwest corner of 528 mm-hmm. and Southern, where the CVS is and where O'Hare's is, as you right. as you And the new gas station out, there. Yeah. There's a new gas station. Well, remember, I don't know if you remember this, Derek, but I know a lot of people do remember this, where the Walmart neighborhood market is. There used to be the very first Rio Rancho Cinema there that was the Rio Rancho 2. Oh. Two screens. Wow. <laughs> I remember years ago taking my kids there to see the movie Space Jam. My granddaughter was watching Space Jam the other day, and my daughter was telling me that they were watching that. And I said, wow, I took you girls to see Space Jam when it first came out at the Rio Rancho Twin Cinema, is what it was called. And there was a Chevron gas station on the corner there where CVS is. And there was a few other things there. And in that big vacant lot just to the west of O'Hare's, that used to be the old City Hall building right there. So So that City Hall backed right up to the houses there. uh, It did. It did. It backed right up to the houses. And so you had all of this, the some of this original buildings that were there years and years and years ago. And they've slowly been removed, slowly been redeveloped. And we're in that progress. So now the Cinema 2 is where the Walmart neighborhood mm-hmm. market is. The old Chevron station, that's where CVS is now, right? And uh, the, I don't think there's ever been anything right there where the new gas station is, but now there's the new Murphy's station yeah, that's that, there. Well, of course, as far as I remember, that was just a parking lot. Now the Salmon's building's getting replaced. Is it a, another single-story building or do we know well we don't know exactly what's going to happen there yet we have some ideas of what's going to happen but for the time being it's going to be leveled and kind of turned into another parking lot for the moment Mm. but we do understand that there could be another restaurant user that goes there Mm. or something or other so but that's all speculative at this point until we see a contract and we see a site plan come forward but now you know you've got as we talked about the a and w root beer that's there and I talked about going there last Sunday, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I did not get to A&W to get my root beer last Sunday. I'm going to try this Sunday. And your fish and chips. And my fish and chips, right? But you've got those items that are still there. I remember years ago where that was, there used to be a Boston Market, you know, and oh, wow. was there. But uh, they, That's too bad. I would have liked that, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I used to love going to Boston Market. You could pick up a chicken on the way home. Yeah. It was, re- it was uh, you know, one of their great rotisserie chickens. When you are single, that's very handy. It, it is. It yes. is. Well, even as a family, we would pick up the rotisserie chicken on the way home. Yeah, but so. I, I don't cook. I mean, I can heat up a can of Chef Boyardee, but that's about it. <laughs> well, I can cook a little better than that. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I've heard you can, yes. But uh, sometimes uh, you cook. Yeah, and, and when I was growing up, my stepfather used to cook. So I know men can cook, and you know, but I'm not one of them. I do enjoy cooking. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when we had five kids at home, uh, Carrie was busy, I was busy, so you had to grab the dinner on the go sometimes, yeah. right? So that whole that whole corner has been under a redevelopment for a long time. And the City Hall site is still a site that at some point in time, we're looking for some sort of development to happen there. So I could buy that and put up a building for KDSK right there? You could. If I had a lot of money? You could, so long as... <laughs> It was a gross receipts producing company. Ah. 
okay? Because uh, the, uh, the the current developer that has it, that was the one contingency that when they took the property that they would have to put up something that would benefit the local economy through the generation of GRT. That's one of those quirky little conditions that were put in place years ago, long before I was in office. It's one of those things where as progress goes along, certain buildings are going to get torn down, things are going to change, things are going to move forward. And we'll see new developments come forward that'll offer new opportunities and new offerings to the community in the way of businesses in the community. So whoever owns that land there, if they want to tear the building down, if they want to put up another building, maybe what if they want to put up a five-story building? They can't just do that. They got to come to the city and get right planning and zoning to approve, I guess. Well, now in some cases, there could it could already be zoned for a certain building height. Now you remember... City Hall, I think the old City Hall was a three or four story building. So it's most likely already zoned for that mm. height. Okay. Okay. You wouldn't have taken away that original sure. zoning or that original ability to put that building there, right? So that being the case, it could be already zoned. I'm not sure what the zoning is, but if they came back, I could see that if it was zoned for, say, a single story building, which is what's there now. Mm-hmm somebody could come back in and say, hey, we want to put a two-story building in there. It wouldn't necessarily be out of the character for what's in the area because actually the Walmart building's pretty tall, the CVS building's pretty tall, and there used to be a city hall building there that used to be, I think, four stories is what it was. Well, my my point is to that, whatever they want to do, they can't just go do it. No. It has to be approved by planning and zoning. Yes, to some degree. And, but definitely it has to be approved through the development services department. If their building's already in conformance with zoning, then they don't necessarily have to go before the zoning board. Mm. So the city can already, you know, administratively approve certain things that are already approved by zoning, but they do have to bring in a site plan and they do have to pull building permits and they have to submit architectural drawings. And sometimes those require secondary approval from not only the zoning board, but sometimes even the governing body. So for folks listening, thinking, well, what if a big eyesore goes in? Or what if somebody uh, wants to put in um, a business that the maybe the neighbors might not approve of? And I'm just going to use an example of, say, a, a pornographic shop or something. It, does the city have to approve of yeah. what goes there? Yeah, they, there are some approvals there because, and don't quote me on this uh, completely, but I believe... There are certain businesses like that that are zoned out of certain areas. Like a liquor store even might be certain places you Correct. might not want one so of those. So liquor stores, you can't be within a certain amount of feet, for, or in bars, you can't be within a certain amount of feet within a school or a church unless there's a variance that's been offered. Now, take, for example, a church that might be in a strip mall, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we have that circumstance. Well, the liquor license was probably already there and the church made the decision to move in. So that doesn't mean they have to pack up and move. Right. So there are some variances. Grandfathered that, things. The grandfather things that happen and then you can apply for variances. But it's going to be very important as we see some of these cannabis bills going through the state legislature right now. One of the big things is, is that we know that that's probably going to get legalized for recreational cannabis. But what the city wants is we want our ability to zone for those various different shops so that they don't pop up on the corner of a school, you know, or next to a church or something like that. So we want those same abilities to zone. So in this particular case, yes, depending on what the store is, it may not be appropriate for the zoning. You definitely couldn't put, for example, you couldn't put an industrial manufacturer there. So the zoning wouldn't be there for that. And you wouldn't want to do something like that. 
but you could find somebody that did something that was more administrative, like say somebody wanted to put up a four-story building and do another customer contact center. Now, I don't see that happening, especially with what we've learned from COVID that yeah. people can work from home for, you know, when they're in customer contact centers. Well, and but it's too valuable as, that spot is too valuable as retail. I would correct. think you'd want to spend that kind of money to, to put that there. You would not. Yeah. You would not. So there are a lot of things that you can talk about and there's a lot of things that you can do. But keep in mind, when somebody makes a decision to build a building somewhere, for example, we just mentioned Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. uh, is they're putting up a building right next to a Taco Bell, right? It used to be a car wash. It used to be a car wash. Car wash was no longer the highest and best use of that property. A Dunkin' Donuts, they did their surveys, they did their work, they checked all the boxes and due said- Due diligence. They did their due diligence, exactly. And they said, this is gonna be a great spot for us to put a Dunkin' Donuts. We think that we can be successful here. And there's already great retail traffic flow in that particular shopping center, especially with the Walmart being right there. And uh, there's a Smith's across the street. And there's a, there's a Dutch Brothers Coffee right across the street. So there's already a lot of retail traffic in the area. So, hey, let's go here. And now they're building their building. Yeah. And I'm glad they are because it's in walking distance of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I like that for you, for KDSK because you can walk over there, eat a donut, and by the time you've walked back, you've burned walked it off. off. Yeah. You've, you've, you've burned it off. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, it's very handy. So, no, I love Dunkin' Donuts. I was thrilled when you told me they were doing that. All right. Now, before we run out of time, the city of Rio Rancho is having a birthday and festivities are already beginning. Yes. So tomorrow we're launching a video. It'll be on my Facebook page. It'll be on the city's Facebook page and website talking about the 40th anniversary. And it's a little video where I'm just saying happy birthday. But also we're launching a link and we want everybody to get involved in this. We're doing an app where people go online and they tell their Rio Rancho story and their story becomes a part of the National Archives at the library of congress okay oh, wow. celebrating our 40th anniversary so this is fantastic so we've got a lot of great things going on as a matter of fact joshua hernandez our representative for the city uh introduced a memorial up at the state roundhouse so we'll get recognized officially by the state legislature for our 40th birthday our 40th anniversary a lot of really fun things going on we're going to be opening the campus park very soon and we're going to do some cool fun stuff there I'm personally going to reach out. This is the first time talking about this, but because we have that new amphitheater that's out there and we'll do it very socially distanced. We'll make sure we follow all the rules, but it'd be cool if we could have a downscaled version of maybe a small portion of maybe the Philharmonic come out, do a little orchestra, do a little concert, socially distanced. Once again, it's going to be depending on the rules and what, we, what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do. But I'd love to have them come out and celebrate, have some of the Rio Rancho high school bands maybe come out and do some performances, just the various different things that are going to celebrate this. And Derek, you're going to want to stay tuned because... There's a Facebook page out there called Rio Rancho Memories, and I've reached out to the owner, and uh, his name is Ronnie. I've reached out to him, and we have got a time capsule to open. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Very cool. This is a time capsule put together 20 years ago, and it was said on there to open in the year 2021 probably got a Betamax tape in it. I don't know. It could. It could have a lot of things in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eight track. Yeah, it's going to have maybe cassette tapes, right? Yeah. Uh, something like that. And so we'll find out what's in that. We're going to do kind of a deal where I'm going to take that time capsule and we're going to 
open it, socially distance and everything and go through it. And we're going to do it as a Facebook live feed and show people what's in there. We'll have the Rio Rancho Observer there to kind of help us go through it. And then when we get done going through it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a call out for people to start submitting things that can go from 2021 that can now go into this time capsule. So now it's easier to put stuff in there. It'll be harder to look at it. I'm assuming there's photo albums and proclamations and other things like that that are in there. It's things of historic value. So what'll be interesting is if we have people submit things like thumb drives and DVDs and different things like that, right, or MP3s, you can put those in there, but later, some, whoever finds them is going to have to plug them into something. Yeah. 40 years from now, we may right. not have anything to like. Well, try and find a Betamax machine right. to play it. You know. Right. I was just about to say, if we do find a Betamax tape in there, we're going to have to find somebody to play that. And I'm probably going to want to keep the tape in there, but have what's on the tape digitally converted to today's media. Right. right. So we'll probably want to get that done to preserve it, because who knows, uh, another 20 years from now, people will look at that and go... I don't know what that is. No, I'm I'm just kidding. Somebody will know what it is, but still, will we have the equipment or the technology to play it? I don't know, Mayor, because you know we have a little museum here in our lobby, and kids come in and they'll look at a dial telephone and and not know how to make a call. There's yeah. no buttons. They said there's no buttons. How do you make a call? So <laughs> right, but you know, I saw something really interesting at Walmart the other day. Is Carrie and I were shopping at the local Walmart, and there was an aisle over there that. I, I looked like a blast from my past. And it was all the LPs, the oh, albums yes. that you have. They're it's back. Just, yeah. They're back. All the LPs are back. Yeah. And you could buy a record player right there, and the LPs were there. And I was almost tempted to buy one. I'm going, hey, you know, I see some of my old records here. So you, you know, see what went over there on the counter that actually has a USB plug in it. So you can play the record right into your computer. Talk about converting it to today's media. Yes. I don't know when we're going to do it, but we might even have KDSK reporting live as we're opening the time capsule. Have you do and a going description? Yeah. yeah, and you guys can do a description, yeah. and we'll even broadcast it. You can broadcast it live on your Facebook page as well. So we'll figure it out. That's probably a month or two down the road. We're not going to do that right away, but we're going to start rolling things out. Maybe then, we'll be green in the green by then, and yes, yes, and have more people. But right now, if we did it, if we did it in the next say two or three weeks, we'd only have to have ten people there, and I'd like to have more people there to witness, you know, what we dig out of that uh, yeah. time capsule. But uh, it's about a twenty-five gallon uh, sealable container. Oh, wow. It looks like a looks like a trash can. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, or a, I hate to say trash can, but it, it has can, a locking uh, top on yeah. the top of it. Yeah. Well, those, uh, oh, what they call like a chemical container. Yeah, type like thing. a chemical container uh, uh, deal, but uh, and it's uh, yellow, and they people have written all over it, and it's got the city seal uh, sticker of the city seal on top of it. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to do some really cool and interesting things in this 40th anniversary, and hopefully we'll be able to put some stuff back in there to tell people 20 years from now what was going on in the City of Vision right here in Rio Rancho, the, the, the different things. I know there's one thing that I'm going to put in there going forward that wasn't available the last time we did it, is that I actually have, and we saved several bricks from the original City Hall oh, building. The one we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to put one of those white bricks. I'm going to put one of those white bricks in there and say this is the original City Hall put a little letter with it, say the original address was here. And if I can get a good picture of the original city hall, I'll put that with it and say, this is an original brick from the original city hall. So we still have that. And uh, that's pretty cool. There may be an original picture of the original city hall 
The time capsule. There most likely will be. Yeah. So we'll add a piece of history to yeah. the time capsule. So there's a lot of really cool stuff we're going to do, Derek. And I think we're going to try to involve as much of the public as possible. And I think we're going to have a great time celebrating the fact that Rio Rancho is 40 years old. And City Years, I think that's probably about tweenager, you yeah. know, <laughs> not a toddler, not a teenager, kind of in between there. But in City Years, we're still very, very, very young. Well, especially compared to Albuquerque, which is one of the oldest cities. Yes, you know? <laughs> yes. So. Uh, there's a lot of cities. Santa Fe has some of the oldest, uh, so, some very oh, old yeah. attributes. Old, oldest capital in North America. It is, yeah. yes. The oldest capital in North America. So we're very young compared to them, but we want to celebrate the great successes that we've had as a community. So we're looking forward to it. It's great. And I think we're going to have a ton of fun. Sounds good, Mayor. I appreciate you coming in and letting us know what's going on. I've been talking with Mayor Greg Hall, the mayor of Rio Rancho. And Mayor, we'll let you head off to church and look forward to seeing you next week. All right. Well, everybody out there, have an amazing day and God bless.